Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Knowing that you care about what you do and that you are making a difference um, really is what keeps me going every day. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. I have had the most extraordinary opportunity to spend a whole day at Hera Hub here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I can't tell you how impressed I am by this collaborative workspace built by women for women to empower women in technology and other professions just to make sure that we support and celebrate one another and accelerating forward. I am so, so thankful that they are supportive of the Women in Tech podcast. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I am here celebrating extraordinary women in tech in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. And can you believe I used to live in Tucson? So it feels really good to be kind of close. It's about two or three hours away from my own home stomping grounds. Uh, so hello, JC. Hello. <laughs> and okay, JC, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is JC. I'm the co-owner of Refresh IT, which is an IT consulting and service company based in Mesa, Arizona. Um, we provide IT support to small and medium-sized businesses all around the valley. And when did you become a founder? Um, this is actually our fifth year in business, so we launched Whoop. in... Dude, that's nothing to move quickly past. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, we're, we're actually quickly approaching our, our fifth year this year, so it's pretty exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. And was this your first time being a founder? Um, no, I actually owned another company that was more marketing and advertising prior to that, um, but it was just myself and it didn't work out. So I scrapped it and moved into more of the technical side. So, and what is your core competency? Like what do you do within your organization? So I actually, um, personally, my skill set is more of building networks and designing networks. Um, so setting up routers, um, internet access, Wi-Fi, um, programming firewall policies, Oh, you know, all the easy stuff, (laughs) just the little things um, that aren't so little that actually keep a business operating. How did you even learn how to do this? Um, Well, actually, I worked at GoDaddy a long time ago, early on. um, Fan or not a fan? Fan. (laughs) You're like one of the few. Yes. I'm a huge. I was on the phone with GoDaddy literally in the middle of the night. Shout out to Brandon. Most amazing customer support. And uh, I have apparently 141 domain names with GoDaddy. Wow. There you I have go. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you know, collect them like baseball cards. It's a okay. dream catcher. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, working at GoDaddy early on, um, 
I was in a, a unique role where I actually got to see them change and transform into a huge tech company. Um, I worked in security and operations, and so I actually got to see them scale multiple data centers, um, expand and grow, and, and it was just a really great opportunity. Um, so that was kind of my introduction into technology, um, and then did some classes. My bachelor's degree is actually in a social science that studies the interaction of people and technology. So um, I use that every day to remind myself that, you know, I know computers, but people don't. And so I need to find ways to make it easier for them. So. But how did you first discover the world? Like, how did you, why were you even attracted to the GoDaddy job? And how seasoned were you at that time that you took the position? I was not seasoned at all. I had little to no experience. Um, I was only 19 when I took that job. So I was really young. Um, and it was actually through word of mouth from one of my sister's friends who got me hired there. So, um, you know, it was still kind of a small company back then and, and personal connections still mattered. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was just kind of something that fell in my lap and I said, absolutely. Yes. Um, went and worked there and, and had a really great time. So. I mean, it sounds like, and of course, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like, at least in the beginning phases, I, I'm not familiar with GoDaddy's inner workings now, but in the be beginning phases, they provided you a mentorship culture. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the the position that I was in, too, I got to see a lot of people coming in and out of the call center. Um, so, you know, I was always monitoring employees and just kind of watching their personal transformations from their very first day of, of coming into the training classroom for their two weeks. Right. Um, and just kind of watching so many people's lives change because they had a job in tech. And so that really, um, when I started my own company, that was kind of a, a principle that I kept with me um, that hopefully down the road I'll be able to offer to my employees someday. So. And what has been a huge challenge that you've successfully overcome? Um, I, I will say it is difficult to be a woman working in operational IT. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that are very proud to say that they have an IT lady or an IT girl that works on their stuff. Um, but the, I think personally it has been very difficult for me to interact with, um, a male dominant culture and just trying to convince them that I do know what I'm doing and that I do have a very high trained skill set in what I do. Um, and so, you know, usually there's an assumption that I am, um, administrative help or the secretary, um, someone mistook me one day for an interior designer when I showed up to do some work mm -hmm. on a network. Um, so I get all kinds of different labels and assumptions. And so I just have to remind myself that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's okay. And that I'm there to do the, the programming side. So, you know, it's interesting. I think the more examples that, people see of women in operational IT or in other industries, um, the more normal it will become. Definitely, yes. So it's just a matter of, it's we only know what we know until we know something different. Correct. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, with my name is sometimes people take it as initials, um, like JC. And so we get we got this one letter in the mail one day that was about tax stuff. And right. it was from one of our clients and it was addressed as dear sirs to my business partner and I. And so I just laughed it off and thought it was funny, you know, until I call them and then they're like, Oh, it's a woman like, sorry. And you know, I get yes, sir. And, and no, sir. A lot in emails until Interesting. people see my face or they get my picture through Gmail. So how do you rise above it? How do you, how do you find that air of confidence and self-value to 
let that stuff just like flow off your body and off your spirit and off your mind and just stay focused on the powerful woman you are? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is the fact that I care about what I do. Um, I do take my, my job and my work very seriously and knowing that I am helping small business owners, you know, do their work every day. Um, we work a lot with healthcare and so we work a lot with, you know, doctors and nurses and social workers. Um, we actually started initially working for a hospice, which, you know, um, it really kind of set the tone of the, the type of clients that we work with and the way that we treat them. Um, so, you know, it's just the, the little everyday, you know, sometimes we'll get thank you emails from our clients when we fix something, um, depending on the kind of mood that they're in. Um, (laughs) but you know, it's just one of those little things where knowing that you care about what you do and that you are making a difference, um, really is what keeps me going every day. I love that. And what resources do you access in order to further your skill set? Um, so we actually partner with all of the big companies like Microsoft and HP and Lenovo um, and Fortinet, and they give us access to a lot of training um, in addition to, you know, certifications through organizations like CompTIA. Um, you can get additional types of certifications. So like with Fortinet, I hold a level three network security expert nice. um, certification. So you can go through all their training courses. Um, there's a ton of information out there. Um, even on certain web-based ones like lynda.com, um, CompTIA has some really great online resources, IT university. There's just a ton of information out there for anyone that's interested. So, and, and what's your vision? Where would you like to see your company in the next five years? Definitely, um, hiring more women to be that entry level IT help desk support. Like you were. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that we're seeing is that People graduate from a college or university with a computer science something, um, but they're never given that that one year of help desk experience to kind of shape, you know, their career in IT. There's so many different subjects and things that you can go into. I never thought in a million years that I would like networking and and you know network architecture, but I love it. Yeah. Um, so because I was given a unique opportunity with starting my own company, I was able to find that on my own. Um, but you know, one of the things that we want to work on is kind of either a one-year program that we give people access to being a help desk technician. Um, they can put it on their resume if they so want to cool. move on. Um, it's just something that we're, we're trying to, to brainstorm and, and formulate so that we can offer that to people. So. It's so cool. It's so, fun. so as you're talking about how to help other people accelerate forward, I'm thinking about what's one thing we could do as a global community to help you accelerate forward. Definitely. And you know, as, as much as I hate to talk about finances, funding is a really big thing. Um, and making sure because training people takes a lot of time, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we've discovered that in our fifth year of business, um, (laughs) just it's such a pain point as a founder. (laughs) Right. And so, and it's, it was kind of, you know, we have to look back and say, you know, this process isn't even documented anywhere. You know, we're the only people that know how to do it. So it's not just me. (laughs) No, no, it's not just you. Um, but you know, having some extra funding that you can kind of take a step back and slow down on the business side so that you can have, this opportunity for other people. Um, you know, working in technology is, is great because there is usually some extra money somewhere. Um, and so, you know, you just have to kind of reallocate things to other places and say, Hey, we're going to cut back on outbound marketing while we're doing this. Right. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunities, um, just different resources. 
um, professional development coaches would be great. You know, sometimes we get people in the door with zero people skills, um, but we're a customer service based business. So totally. Okay. Couple last questions before I let you go. One, well, first of all, where can people find you online? Or email um, or LinkedIn or whatever is right for you. Yeah, LinkedIn is great. Um, if you just search for J.C. Smith, which I know is a very generic name. Well, oh, can you spell it? Yeah. J-A-C-Y. Uh, last name is Smith. Um, there's probably a link to my LinkedIn. Your last name is way too long. I want me to spell that too. Yeah. S-M-I-T-H. Um uh, on our website at Refresh My IT, um, I occasionally still use Twitter, and I'm at J.C. Smith, so... Um, so yeah, pretty much you can find me all over the place. And if people want to learn from you in your program, um, or in your future program, where can they reach out to apply? Um, all that information will go on our website. So we're actually still in the, the planning processes, you know, we're working with organizations like, um, University of Advancing Technology, which is based in Tempe. Um, they've basically offered us a lot of resources to hold training courses at their school, um, and CompTIA, we've reached out to them to get some um, just information about the different training programs. So we'll probably design the program to be anywhere between six and 12 weeks long. Um, it'll probably just be one night a week where you come learn basic IT and computer skills so That's that rad. you can work towards your certifications. And can you spell out your website again? Sure. It's Refresh My IT. So R-E-F-R-E-S-H-M-Y-I-T dot com. And one last question. Well, kind of a two-parter. What's your favorite book? Can be personal or professional. And your favorite tech tool? Um, so my, f- well, let's see. I actually don't read very often, surprisingly. I know people are like, how can you not read? Um, but I really, there was a book that kind of changed a lot of things that one of my friends let me borrow, and that was The Four Agreements. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah, and it just kind of opened my eyes, which is why I tend to not take the comments about, you know, being a dude personally is right. because one of the lessons in there is don't take anything personally, yeah. which is really hard to do. I mm-hmm. mean, criticism is, is difficult to overcome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was definitely the, one of the things that changed everything for me. Um, a quick note on that. Uh, last night I was at a business event and I was put in a very uncomfortable situation around someone who isn't very kind And I did my best to come from a place of compassion and acceptance. Like they are who they are. It has no, um, no, it does not define my value. It has nothing to do with me. They just are who they are. And I have to feel, or I wanted to choose to feel a level of compassion that someone feels necessary to be you know, mean toward others because obviously they must be hurting themselves. Yeah, definitely. Which is really hard for me. I was like, I was like 70%. (laughs) It's like, please, uh, please don't become emotional. Please don't become emotional. Right. Oh yeah. No, it's definitely, it's, it's one of the things. And once you become aware of it more and more, um, you know, people that, that are not friendly or not kind, it's usually a problem with themselves and Mm -hmm. not you. And so it's just you have to keep that little piece of information in the back of your mind. Totally. Um, you know, and it's just like sometimes I walk down the street and I look at people and I'm like, why are you so unhappy? Like, yeah, you know, and, and it's it's very common, which is sad. So Or people see the world the way that they see it because of their own set of life experiences and history. And anyway, I think I think as powerful, um, compassionate humans on this planet, we could set an example of what it is to lead with kindness. I know yes. I'm, it's the Pisces in me world saver, but okay. And yeah. your favorite book. Oh, oh no. Tech tool. Tech favorite, tool. Favorite tech tool. Um, 
You know, I have I have a lot of different tools that I use, um, but it, can I can I go hardware tech tool? Yeah. So I have this little screwdriver kit at my office that That's rad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, components are tiny, and so it's and I actually have a butter knife, a plastic butter knife in there that I use to pry like hard drive wires and stuff off. Yeah. Um, so the butter knife stays inside my little toolbox kit. Um, in case I encounter an issue where I need to take something apart. So <laughs> it's not very often, but when I need it, it's there. So. <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> yes, definitely. God, there, that's something. There hasn't come out something with the female version of MacGyver. No, no, it could Same. be me. It could be you. TV networks, listen. If you want to connect with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group. If you go to womenintechvip.com, takes you straight there. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight to the Facebook group. And say hello at Women in Tech Show on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you say hello, maybe you'll get a sticker in the mail. The Women in Tech stickers are cool, right? They are. They're awesome. There's two different kinds. I I like my little stickers <laughs> all right talk to you guys see you guys hear you guys in the next episode bye hera hub phoenix is a co-working space essentially for women business owners entrepreneurs and professionals and we just really created a landing space for women of all industries and backgrounds to be able to just connect with each other in an environment that's really relaxing and zen-like but professional the women that walk in here just come in and just have a sigh of relief when they come in they're like yes this is what I'm looking for it's something that makes them focus on their goals their own development their work and their clients and so essentially that's what it is it's a workspace but it's also turning into really a landing space for all kinds of women's and all kinds of backgrounds and where can we find out more easiest way is just the website if people go to www.herahub.com forward slash phoenix This has been an amazing, amazing day. I've met so many inspiring women and I'm just really grateful to have had the opportunity to experience this place. It feels like a collaborative culture where you're you're going into your best friend's living room and you're super safe, but yet it's a professional work environment. It's really hard to describe because it's definitely not like just a couch lounging. You feel the energy in this place. It's special. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.